Tom Bernard Show with Mayo Brandt, JB, Brand Simon, Chris Bliss, Cassie Schrader, and J. Elvis Weinstein. I like it because we'll be back after just two minutes so Chris won't say, how many commercials do you run on? <laughs> that was nice yesterday. Such an embarrassment. <laughs> Is that okay, Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> come on. on that show. Well, it was. It was like the Thrifty Nickel. Somebody was reading <laughs> the Thrifty Nickel and calling it a newspaper. <laughs> the Thrifty Nickel. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, that works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We're back on the air, so cut the black and Jew jokes. <laughs> Ixnay on the UJ. <laughs> Which I've always loved. Nothing sounds as wonderful as Ixnay on the UJ. Gotta love that I used to have a, uh, a uh, summer cabin on that river. The, the UJ? <laughs> the Ixnay on the UJ. The Ixnay on the UJ. The Ixnay on the UJ River. That was phenomenal. Did the clown say that at one time? Ixnay on the UJ. It was. You're absolutely right. It was. It was Krusty the Clown. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. Well, we had a guy in a competing radio station many, well, a couple of decades ago. I will never forget it. He's talking to his sidekick and. The guy said, oh, I just want you to know I bought a new uh, car. I'm very happy with my new car. Uh, well, yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, I oh, know. Oh, my God, I'll never forget. Because I was listening at the time. He goes, yeah, I bought a new car. I love it. It's fantastic. I got a great deal on it. The partner says, would you Jew him down? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so this is like uh, 1998, and he's going with Jew him down. Yeah. And the sad part is, it turns out he was 20 years ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably right, as it turns out. I, you know, the whole thing is just unbelievable. I, you know, it must be so difficult to do your jobs now because there are so many things that people... Are, there was a situation today, a couple of different stories, and I don't really understand this because what I... What I thought we were striving for all these years was to all live kind of like in harmony as the same as human beings. Woman comments in the paper today, uh, Dear Abby or whatever the hell. Is, did you even know that was still around? No. Yeah, it's I think one of them still around. <laughs> Dear Abby. Did she, is she still alive or no. is somebody no. else dead. doing their just No, it's a franchise the, now. Franchise? Okay. It's a franchise. Her, it's her daughter, actually. Yeah. She's a very oh. attractive woman. But, well, thank um, you, Mr. Trump, for pointing that out. <laughs> her primary you, ability. One thing I will tell you is uh, her breasts are huge, <laughs> huge breasts. I think I'm just going to go around the country and paint myself orange and get a really weird way. It's the most fantastic show ever. It's going to be great. You just need corn husk. Yeah, yeah. how does he do that? <laughs> I mean, so anyway, the woman... <laughs> back on point. He's bringing you back. The woman made a comment about how some names will be made fun of in America, you know, ethnic names, things like that. Because when we were growing up, if we were telling the truth earlier... You were, I don't care what, if your name was Tim, you got picked on. I mean, there was something about, like, Timothy, remember that song where the kid got eaten? They hear that constantly. So this one woman, uh, Ms. Mar, M-A-U-R, Carr, K-A-U-R. I've never heard of her before, Victoria Carr. But she said that, uh, well, it's really nice to see that uh, Dear Abby is back in the... uh, Back in the old days uh, in white America, where if you're white, everything was great. And I'm just thinking to myself, why are you saying that? Why would you say, well, if you're white, uh, can we try to maybe find some common ground? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, but that's the big fear in this world, it seems like. It's just yeah, they don't this want white it. America hanging onto the cliff of whiteness and, <laughs> you know, that last shred of at least the feeling of majority. When's the last time you saw a TV commercial? We're not <laughs> holding on to TV commercials, I guarantee you. There are no white guys left in, co- in TV commercials. Unless they're married to a black woman. Oh, yes, right. They're married to a black woman. Johnny right. M has a lot of commercials. That's voiceover, though. Eh, right. No, he does a lot of them where he's in person. Well, he's not and that good Matthew McConaughey does a bunch of commercials. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> So but it's a different, but it's a difference between celebrities and what they're representing as, yes, as. Exactly. Do you think well, it's and those choices are not being made for political reasons. Those choices are being made for straight-ahead research reasons. They know where the people in oh, the consuming ages no, no, are. Right. I mean, it's just demographics. Uh, but they're making a huge mistake in this destroying television. We were talking about this at dinner last night. There are no people under forty watching television. Zero. Right. So I don't know who they're appealing to because there's nobody watching. Uh, the radio. I, I, I do speeches in Chicago. did one in, LA, excuse me, in Las Vegas. This 2554 thing they're talking about, it's a waste of time. Well, I don't know what the 2554 yeah. is. It's, it's 25 to 54-year-olds. Like oh. In television, it's 18 to 49. You want to talk about wasting time. They're just not watching. They're not no, listening. They don't, right. There's no way anybody under 40 is watching broadcast television. Not if in they, real time. Not in real time. That's the other problem. Or not broadcast. Right. And it's not broadcast at all. Yeah. Anymore, that's right. But um, you know, radio, AM is now dead because they didn't pay attention. But... Radio is listen. First of all, how about this stat? We were talking about this last night. 
People ages 55 to 80 in America hold $117.4 trillion of wealth. I'd probably go to them to see if they wanted to buy one of my popsicles or something, whatever I was probably. selling, you know. Or something softer. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> or a popsicle that cleans your dentures. Cleans your dentures. Polydent. Wasn't that polydent? I, yeah, uh, I don't know about a bubbling popsicle. That would not be good. I know an entity. Because <laughs> then you get then, 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 then you, your relatives commit you when the foam is coming out. The foam is coming out. It's not good. And it's a gigantic wealth <laughs> transfer. Yeah. yeah, hospice. That's a growth industry. I, it is absolutely. Well, it's going to be. A I know an entity in town that ticked off its longtime season ticket holders and and in lieu of trying to attract younger and hipper. People. Yeah, you don't want to do that, man. And the, their venues sit half empty now right. because of that. That's because, the whole deal. I, I, right. I just don't know why they can't. Young people you don't know. buy tickets. They'll take them if they're free, but they don't buy them. They don't buy them. That is true. Well, I mean, I talked to a lot of oh, I talked to, you know, Mike Lindell about my audience. He, he does a lot of stuff with uh, promo codes. My audience is not going to use a promo code. They're just not going to do it. Right. It's like I like your product and I'll go to Target and buy it, but I'm not using a promo code. It's like right. I just want to get in, get my pillow, and get out. People, I mean, people have got my to pillow in. is made right here in my home state of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, damn, it's right. machine washable. <laughs> it is. Worshipable. I don't know if he says washable. He does say washable. Does he really yes, say washable? No. I've known Mike for a long time. He's a he's an interesting guy. They asked me to make it to, uh, to deliver. I guess just a little synopsis of what my because I've known Mike for a long time. He's a, he's a hell of a nice guy. He cares about a lot of people. Just he's, don't be wrong on what drug he was on. Yeah, he didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't a crack problem. It was a crack opportunity. <laughs> no, if you say meth, he gets very upset. I said, well, he had a meth problem. He goes, it was crack. Yeah. It wasn't meth. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I just loved it. But but they asked me for a quote on him because they did a story about him in the, in the newspaper. So I said, well, here's the deal with Mike. If you ever sit down with Mike Lindell, he's not going to sit down, and he'll be on the phone the entire time, and then he'll just leave. Yeah. That's just how he is. Now, do you think he's, he's going to run for governor? No. 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 How, no. Can, how can a crackhead run for governor? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Who's president? Next thing you know, you think a wrestler will run for governor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, what about uh, Marion Barry? <laughs> uh, that's a a the bitch set him up. The <laughs> 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 bitch set him up. Cassie, I have no oh, idea. No, I, I know. I got it You right liar. Here. That's the greatest. Know. That's a political right line. Mm-hmm. That's not anything to be cut. That's a real political, political line. line. That's what he As said. They when they came away the oh, he did. No, he did. As they were leading him away in handcuffs. <laughs> Are we 10 minutes in? Uh-uh. We got about, yeah, we got about, uh, about seven and a half minutes. Okay. Yep. I just want to know. Yeah, I'll start it. See that clock up there? She can't start the clock because she's not tall enough, so, so it won't, she for... can't shoot over the camera. I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there where the ca- my viewpoint. So if I go like this, it won't, won't even such do a, enough. It's a shot clock for Jay <laughs> <Shot> Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I. Think. Is, it, is it harder doing comedy now with the crowds? Um, yes and no. I mean, yes, you you realize that there are people in the world who, for being offended is as pleasurable as being oh, amused, yeah. it seems. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like, you know, like, I don't, I don't, because I live such a political day-to-day life now, just like everybody was, it's sort of, I look as at a place to escape for myself now, too. So when I do start talking about politics, you feel the division, you feel the tension, but it's not always like, 
it's not always partisan. It's just the fatigue you feel. You just kind of yeah. feel, like, oh, we yeah. need a break from this. You know? <laughs> and there's also this other aspect that you were talking about, uh, about uh, does satire actually change anything? Right, which it doesn't, and, in my And opinion. when you get to that point in your head, in terms of as a comedian, that takes a, uh, that takes you in a different path, too. I'm I mean, sure that sort does, of cuts yeah. the legs out from under the stuff that you might feel is most most worth saying so then you have to sort of apply whatever that insight is to something else and why can't you use satire they just you, you see, can but you're spoon feeding you most know most people don't get it yeah so i can never walk up to reason. somebody and go and hey, nice shirt come no, on of course you can I enjoy you that know. so much you can it's not it's not it's well i mean and the different i mean it's gonna stop i think people get satire they don't get change shirts they don't get irony irony is dead they do not understand yeah. irony at all you're right about that so there's deliberately they don't because then they you would have to deliberate? Like, uh, some of it's deliberate it's just much easier to go oh that's not you know funny or that's offensive or whatever instead of going oh that's kind of clever do you ever wonder, like, why did they buy a ticket? Like, you see some people, it's like, <laughs> yeah, why did you, why did you buy that? a ticket? Like, these people, because like, I'll end up in front at Acme sometimes, and the, people get all upset because they're in front. It's like, well, tell them at the beginning. You right. know, it's like, you know, you bought dinner, that's where you end up. Don't worry about it, you know? So yeah, I don't really understand We had why two people down front. You saw those people down front last night, right? Well, they walk on you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a shot. But shock. she was really hot. Oh well, then that well, takes care of it. Maybe you shouldn't do. have pointed that out when she was still in her seat. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was trying to. I was, you know, she was checking out both of us, and I was going, "This guy's going to be steamed." You know, right. so. Well, get her out. I was glad that she left. You know, she was, was spirited be, away. Really, yeah, so it yeah. was going to be a problem. One of yeah. the greatest things that I love about about Bobby is I don't care, Bobby Slayton. I don't care where he is, somebody's walking. Right. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Every night somebody walks on Bobby's late. Kindler, like, my Andy Kindler, who I, I do. Love a, Andy. He and I do a podcast together yep. and uh, yep. called Thought Spiral. And uh, he he had and he was in London a couple of weeks ago and and, oh, okay. and there were people walking out making a scene. You know, they're vir- to Andy a virtue signaling. Uh, wow. <laughs> they have exit, no idea you know. what he was They don't do. even know what real offense is. <laughs> right. Man. When you're Andy offended by Kimmel's. Hitler bashing, you should Yeah, leave, I mean, you know? he's bashing Hitler. I don't understand why you're upset. That, it's too soon. Did, it's too soon. Yeah, it's only 80 years. Yeah. You're right about that. Well, there, we were just talking about there was an article in, I can't remember which news, the New York Times or one of them. There, some the reporter decided, you know what? I'm going to look up the Hitler clan yeah. because there are two, bro- two sons, are they? Not our cousins. Cousins, I think. Two yeah. cousins that live in New York City, but they changed their name to like <coughs> Philippe Jean Pierre. It's like yeah, right. BS. You're, you're a Hitler, okay? <laughs> no, you can't be using anything. But yeah, they've all changed their names now. None of them go by the name Hitler anymore. I'm the threshold's lower. That. Paul Manafort's <laughs> daughter changed her name. <laughs> so. Well, so his dad got screwed out of his street. You know that story, right? No, I don't. There's Paul Manafort Street in is it, is it Rhode Island? Or Boston? I don't where, know where it is. Paul Manafort Street, because his father was a three-time mayor of the town. Okay. But they changed the name of the street. Oh. And then the, 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 the current mayor said, well, can we just put up senior? <laughs> <laughs> you know? We don't want... Or blackout Paul. Paul just call it Manafort. <laughs> just Manafort, Manafort Street. That'd be good. I don't know. I, I, I think... Do you think... I'm hoping that it's settling down. Is it settling down at all, do you think? No, I don't think so. Why do people want to be so upset? Because well, it feels good. Does it? <laughs> the adrenaline. Because of the adrenaline rush. 
You know, See, it makes I'm, you feel important. It's the same thing as Facebook. It makes you feel that you're very important. Very good point. You I know, think, yeah, I was about to point. say, I think Twitter is a big factor, oh, too. And, and even just the, la the language of Twitter, by calling them followers already yeah. puts people in an ego space that yeah, isn't healthy. You know? Your followers. It, it puts yeah. people in the space of, these people need to hear what I have to say on every oh, issue. Yeah. And they they don't understand that it's like Christmas cards. You don't you don't you don't notice the people who don't send you Christmas cards. <laughs> you know That's you notice true. the people who do, or if they stop. That's but, true. You know, but you don't have to tweet. People aren't going to notice that you didn't. Your hot take is not up. <laughs> I don't want to see your meal. And yeah. well, I've been on social media now in seven years. I just. Is it seven it, years now? Yeah. It got dark hot. there for you, it seems well, like. Yeah, I mean, a little yeah. bit. It's like, if I ever run into you on the street, I'm going to kill every one of you. It was not pleasant. Sending people your address. <laughs> I did. I sent them the address. Why do you think that is funny? <laughs> it is not funny. No, it's it funny. funny. Oh, <laughs> it was funny. Well, pizzas are funny. People I'm not so sure about. Yeah, yeah there is that. Yeah, but I did. Well, I used to drink then. It was, I was a different guy. <laughs> I was a different guy back then. So you're copying to some responsibility for it. Yes, absolutely. It's telling people to F off. Yes, I, it was my fault. I understand it completely. No, but you were smart enough to leave. Well, I don't know about smart enough. I literally would have killed someone. Well. I, honest <laughs> to God, I, I hate that running your mouth deal when there's nothing to back it up. Right. And they, they don't, well, as Chris said, they don't have to take any responsibility for what they say. So they can just keep on talking and talking. Here's the problem I have. The reason I got so mad and got off of social <laughs> media and it was a pretty spectacular ending i would admit to <laughs> now what do we got now i'm going to destroy your family along with you that's yeah. happening more and more and more there's a kid in town yeah he made a mistake he misstated uh he owns a place called scream town it's a halloween attraction and he met he he got mad at these smally gang members because they were you know pushing people down and doing all kinds of stuff but in in a private uh, was it a it was a memo, wasn't it? Was it? A memo, I thought it was a memo for his office. He said, we will have zero tolerance for Somalis, which you can't say that. No. You know, don't be saying that. But I talked to the kid about it, and then Jaylani Hussein from CARE, C-A-I-R, met with him and said, no, I understand. You, you, you don't hate Somalis. You don't, you're not racist or anything. You just, you know, you shouldn't have said that. Took his uh, apology, and everything was fine. Right. Then Carver County got involved and said, we're going to shut you down. Okay, so they shut him down. So then I got involved and said, no, you're not. You're going to cost 200 people their jobs just because of what he said because he's the owner. And he's a nice guy. And there's some other things that you know we got into later. But he was a very nice guy. He just, he was one of those, kind of like when I He used didn't to, follow the 24-hour rule. About, <laughs> that's exactly or right. Or even the 24-second rule, apparently. That's exactly right. So I, I mentioned to, to Carver County that 200 people are going to lose their jobs if you shut them down. Let it go through November 2nd. It's, what, three weeks total, right. I think. And then work on it from there. But don't get people fired now, right. you know, before the holidays. Well, so they did, but but it did so much damage. I heard, he, he texted me this morning told me that his numbers are way down. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is you're going to destroy him, who he's married to, if he has any children. Why do you want to destroy someone's life? I don't get it. Right. That's... Oh, we have to go to break now, so we're good. Okay, boss. <laughs> so think about that. Think, think about, about that. and then we'll get back to you. Why right do we this. have to? And give us some more reasons because we want to get busy destroying <laughs> yeah. lives. Yes, it's time to start destroying someone's life. Let's pick someone out at the table. <laughs> we'll be right back now. <laughs> 
It's Tom here to tell you how easy it was for me to hit my goal of a 92.5-pound weight loss at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I started in March, and in just over five months, I learned about clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, very important. I'm now in the reset phase and then on to the Nutramost Forever Maintenance Program, which I'll be talking about more in the weeks to come. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did. Attend the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner on Monday, October 15th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those extra pounds melt away really fast with this easy program. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on October 15th. Just call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Oh, I love this song. You guys ever worked with him? I, with I did Steve Perry? Tyler. Tyler? Tyler, I did his, uh, I did a Christmas party. You did? With Liz Winstead. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Liz Winstead In Boston. From, from Minnesota. And it was very, very odd. Because there's it? like 20, there may be 30 people there, and Steve and Tyler's sitting down front. And, uh, and I have a large head, and he has the smallest head. Yeah, he does. Uh, but right. he has a huge mouth on a small head. He does. Yeah. And I believe that even though his head is smaller than mine, his mouth is larger than my head. You're so right. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, well, I got a picture of me next to him, and it's like just. <laughs> aren't you a it's lot not taller anything than a director would go for. There's this one picture of Steven Tyler on a balcony outside a hotel or something, mm-hmm. and the meme it says. Wow, your grandma looks really hip. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he looks like a gram- he old does. grandma. He looks like Betty Davis. Yeah. <laughs> just because of the, it's just the robes that make you think that. It's uh, the elegance yeah. of his oh, robes. He's pretty wrinkly now. Yeah. He got really wrinkly. He looks now. like an apple doll. <laughs> he does. <laughs> apple I love doll. his singing. His singing is fantastic. Yeah, he's got a cool voice. He, does, mm-hmm. he really does. No doubt about that. But It's the only part of him that's aged gracefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I understand. Yeah. Might have been a little partying going on. You think? I think he did a little weathering. Well, we, we just talk about that on the air. As a matter of fact, when I was working at Capitol Records from 1976 to 83, there was so much money in that business at that time. Well, it's because they were ripping the artists off. Right. We found out later. We didn't know that at the time. It was like, oh, you're just ripping it. They say that the Beatles lost a billion dollars to For record sure. company theft. Not just the theft, just a billion. They didn't get money. They, no, they, they didn't. weren't paid to do stuff. No, they weren't. You know? Bowie didn't make any money until the 80s. Right. No, that's right. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But 
Yeah, I, I, I just, man, back in those days, you would you would walk into, uh, Boz Gags was appearing in town, and he was staying out, the Sophie Teller, the Radisson, that, it was either one of those two rest, uh, one of those two hotels, and so they wanted me to come over to the party, and I said, okay, well, I'll be over after I got all my duties done for the day. I walk in, and I say, the guy says to me, you want something to drink? And I said, yeah, Heineken would be great. I got to run downstairs, but I'll be right back, but yeah, I'd like a Heineken. So I go downstairs. I come back up. They said, oh, the Heineken's in the bathroom. I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's in there. I walk in. There are about five or six cases of Heineken in the tub on ice. I wanted one Heineken, and I ended up with like 100 Heinekens. God. It was more like 150 Heineken. Next thing you know, you're on Twitter challenging someone to a fight. It's a short show this week. The slippery slope started there. That was good for people. It woke them up. There are still people that stay, though. Oh, my God. It's just... Well, Sandy had a guy on the show yesterday. Bob Sansbury's got a show down the hall. Yeah. He had a, some author on or whatever. So I was coming in to do my show, and I ran into them, and Bob introduced us. And So I just said, why are you hanging out with Bob as a joke? And the guy lit me up. <laughs> wow. Oh, he told me how much he hated me, and I was like, wow. First of all, sir, you're the size of this pop bottle. I probably wouldn't do that. But, yeah, people think now they can just light anybody up because they think you can't hit them. Right. But yeah. that's not Without, maybe yeah. five years from now he'll be an advertiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, everyone, yeah, everyone is wielding a weapon now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the pretty much. Internet. Yeah. Well, it can be the internet. It can be legal. It can be you know any number of ways you can hurt other people for you know disproportionate to their crime. I still think. Well, and people you don't even know. Yeah, right. no, that's exactly you know people right. that you have in some sort of packaged prejudice against. Do you think that I should probably grow up one of these days, though? Because <laughs> I came in here today, and there's a refrigerator in the in the break room, and I was standing in front of it, and the guy walks over and opens it into me, and reaches in and goes, oh, "Excuse me," he said, "Don't hit me with the door, <laughs> don't do that." You know, I, I I can't get past that part of me where it's like you stepped over the line, and now I got a knee in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, isn't it? I think if you choose wisely. <laughs> yes, if you choose yeah. wisely. And make sure you have a, a, a physical advantage. But, I, I mean, it's amazing to me. We were talking about about all the shootings in this town. I, honest to God, guys, you wouldn't believe the killings that go on in the Twin Cities now. It's just hideous. Yeah. People getting shot every night in nightclubs. Well, in you know, Chicago's in your division, and you're trying to keep yeah, up. Right. <laughs> you know, perfect example, south side of Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. I know. This shooting people thing, I don't really understand that. I, I own six guns, but I've never shot anybody. I've wanted to. Well, no, that's not true. That's, that's a good to. thing. That's I, a good thing. You wouldn't want to be like, well, there's two guys. You know, there's two guys <laughs> I did execute, but other than that. How about that, uh, that uh, judge in Philadelphia yesterday? What are the some mob boss in Philadelphia? I can't remember the guy's name. It's not important. <laughs> the guy is already in 12 years in prison. And there he is appearing before the same judge. And this time it was for uh, some money scam. I don't know, some yeah. money scam of some kind or whatever. And the judge goes, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear the argument. Here's the deal. You didn't learn anything from 12 years in prison? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the whole Dang. deal. Goodbye. It's like, you're going back to prison. See you later. <laughs> but I, I just, is that, 
is that getting worse? Is it harder to be a lawyer now in court? Mm, I don't think so. No, not at all. No, judges are actually far calmer, and there's rules that they've got now. They used to That's yell at thing. us all the time, and they can't do that anymore. Right. When did they Which get... I didn't mind. It didn't bother me. It's like, eh, you know, you can <laughs> yell at me. It's okay. Right. Yeah, but you're no. a big guy. So you put up with... um, are we ever getting to the point where you can't just sue anybody willy-nilly like in other countries?